Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather on this week's episode we are in the third week of goot love timber vote nover winter we don't know where we are and we are watching the classic three men and a baby all right hit that music It's been another 1,200 years since we've recorded, and that's okay. Good Timber is really, it's it's stretching it, stretching it out here, so, because it's November. It takes this long to digest the emotional arc that is a Steven Gutenberg film. You know, that is absolutely the truth. But yes, yes, as I sat down to watch today's movie, I, I absolutely had questions, philosophies to ponder. They are, they are so layered and uh, multifaceted. So of the movies that I've seen, I've seen this one the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. So take that into account, how old that, how long ago it was. Yep. And then we had the VHS mm-hmm. and rewatched it many, many times. So I may be able to answer some of your plot hole questions. <laughs> I have seen it many times as well, but I have not watched it probably since the mid-90s. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it too. But it, it just... It just um, you know, it just fell right back into it. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember all of this. Yeah, I did, too. I was like, oh, that's right. I had forgotten most of it, which is pretty uh, standard for me on Steve Gutenberg movies. That's <laughs> like, oh, I forgot this had an actual plot line to it. That's right. That's right. There was more than just a baby. Um, I don't know that we mentioned we are watching Three Men and a Baby, so there will be spoilers if you have not seen this 1987 classic. I know, and so many twists and turns. You just really don't want to spoil this. <laughs> it's it's a it's a nail biter for sure. <laughs> uh, this is has Studio Gold written all over it. You know, I mean, just think back to the original movie poster, and you have Sam Malone, and you have, um, oh my God, I forgot Carrie Mahoney, the, Carrie Mahoney. And um, I forgot and Magnum the Tom- P.I. Oh. And Magnum P.I. Everybody's mom's panty dropper from the 80s. Yes, exactly. My With mom fucking baby. loved Tom Selleck in the 80s and still I does. Still love Tom yeah. S- I still love Tom Selleck. He I mean, doesn't well, actually, age that. I mean, he, is, he looks well, the same. He's on the reverse mortgages thing now. <laughs> so, like, now then I was like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> like when they you get all the, you know, movie stars who are now doing, like, Dent You Grip and those. Yeah. Uh, was it, do you ever watch Hot in Cleveland? And she did some kind mm-hmm. of, like, 
Mrs. Lady Pants or something. They were like adult <laughs> diapers or they were like pants, but they were adult diaper pants. Yeah. I don't know. It's just funny. Like when the washed up ash- yeah. actresses get this, but now they've got the guys moving to uh, reverse mortgages and your diabetes care. So, yeah. So though Tom Selleck, you know, he was hot, even like he was on Friends, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, super, super hot. But yes, as soon as you see him on the reverse mortgage commercial, <laughs> it is, it's the exact opposite of a panty dry- dropper. It's like, let's just hike those things right up. <laughs> the mustache starts to lose its uh, its luster yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's talk about the three guys in this movie. So again, okay, first of all, I either never knew or do not remember the fact that this is a Leonard Nimoy directed movie. I didn't realize it until the end, but I think that at the ages in which I was watching it, I may not have put two and two together well, who that was. When I when I was talking to Paul about, you know, I need to watch this movie or whatever, and I keep forgetting to do it, and it's on Disney Plus, blah blah blah, and he's just like, oh yeah, three minute baby and a Vulcan, and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> no idea what he's talking about, and then I was watching the opening credits, and it, there it is, and I was like, ah, uh, what? Like, so I had no idea. Yeah. But, uh, so we've got okay, Leonard Nimoy directing. We have Tom Selleck, we have The Goot, and we have Ted Danson, who I guess I remember being, like, attractive in the 80s, no, but I just never... No, he was so attractive. Like, I never got that. Uh, yeah. I mean, because remember, he was Sam Malone. I know that, right? but... Eh. That's, that's, he was known for being a ladies' man. I don't, But I don't know why. I don't... I guess I don't get that one. That, one's, that was well, not for me. But again, I developed a later attraction to the good so i mean maybe it's my flawed taste i don't know i don't know i like him on mr mayor he's kind of funny on that show i don't know if he's a sex symbol but <laughs> i like him in the episodes of the good place that i've seen he's oh, very funny the good place he is hilarious in the good place and i remember seeing this little outtake where they were showing him how to floss for one of the mm-hmm. things it was hilarious but he was doing anyway. a lot of movies at this time so um but I, I was i was watching the opening credits here and i was trying to figure okay first of all the opening montage for this movie, I want to talk about for a second. It explains everything. You don't have questions after the opening it is montage. four minutes and 12 seconds long. They have that uh, Bad Boys, Bad, 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 Bad Boys song playing through the whole thing. And it alternates between uh, the Goot painting, the vestibule for this badass penthouse that these guys live in. Mm-hmm. And it just shows a parade, a, a parade of women coming in and out. Yeah. Which, I counted. Okay, there are seven. How, okay, different seven. women. There's three of them. There's three of them, yeah. but but um, uh, Mr. Mustache is in a long term relationship, but they do see other people. Yeah, and and that's that's very well defined later. And and the Goot generally does not have the women going back and forth. Is what they kind of showed too during that opening montage. Yeah, it was more at, at the birthday party, yeah. Peter's birthday party at the beginning. You know, she, they show him like in his room with the girl, but she's like crying. And he's still like, yeah, you just want to dance with a handsome stranger. She's like, he loved to dance. He's like, all right, uh, I think y'all are getting back together. So he like, he starts to look like a creeper, but then he's like, older brothers them, cockblocks yeah. himself through the whole thing. Honestly, for a show that uh, objectifies women, they actually had some very, very good points and some very good guys in here. They did. I was surprised. And we'll talk about that a little later. But. Yeah. So again, they open up with this birthday party for Peter, who's Tom Selleck, who is an architect. And I, I, they said something about like, okay, so the Goot is walking around with the world's biggest video camera, which is 100% what was happening in the mid to late 80s. At any sort of event, you would have like, like he's like the dad, you know, the goofy dad walking around with the video camera and he's like narrating the whole thing and says something about how 
Peter is either in his late 30s or early 40s. No one really knows. And so I went and did the math on the actors. Now, I'm not 100%. Uh-huh. They don't think they ever say how old they're supposed to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I did the math. And we have uh, Tom Selleck was 42, which I am 45. So that disturbs me right there because he's still does, a grown-up you know, to me. He is a grown-up to me. But <laughs> and it's a super... But super, super handsome. Very handsome for 42, for sure. Um, Ted Danson, at this point, was 40. So he he was 40. Do you know how old Steve Gutenberg is in this movie? Take a guess. I don't know. Take a guess. I'd say 30. Yeah, he was 29. Okay. So what the fuck? Why is he living with these guys? (laughs) Well, okay. So the way I always pictured this. Okay. So I always assumed that it was a building that Tom Selleck had built. Well, you would assume because he talks about building room in it. He's an architect. Yeah. Exactly. Because you can't just like go to the HOA and be like, I'm going to add another room. Right. I'm just going to make this building bigger. It's like a TARDIS. Yeah. And you could kind of tell that like there was areas that were like remained industrial. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this is San Francisco. So they're all filthy fucking rich. Filthy enough to uh, either that or they're all living off of Tom Selleck. I think they're all living off of Tom Selleck because uh, the Goot is a cartoonist. Um, and, uh, and so you can't live in San Francisco yeah. as a cartoonist. And uh, I mean, Ted Danson then, is an yeah. actor, but he does not seem to be a very good one because he is adamantly turning down dog food commercials while still being upset he is not being offered dog food commercials. So yes, yeah, his life isn't thriving. So, yeah. So and I think that that's the impression they were trying to kind of drive is that like okay, so they took in their friend that is a cartoonist and he's awesome, but you know that he doesn't have any skills that will make enough money to live and. And they're also their other friend, the actor who doesn't have the income that he used to have. But they all seem to get along well. And Yeah, they just never you know. really explain their bachelor life. Now, if this was, I, I, again, of course, the first existential question that pops into my mind as we're watching this is, how do you think this movie would have been perceived, especially in the 80s, if this had been three women with a revolving door of men in the opening montage? It would not have been received. Well. Uh, in no, fact, it still it still wouldn't be received well. It's it's like Pretty Woman, uh, right? <laughs> it's like that's yeah. that's what the the implication would be. It would not be seen as wholesome, and it would be, and the the end result would be a man has to come and save these women mm-hmm. from this lifestyle. Yeah, it wouldn't be a hey, look at these empowered women doing what no. they want. They're like they'd all no, be married off find- by the end. Yeah, let's find a man that can fix them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a very good point. Very good observation. Yeah, so. But I do love this party because that's when they did kind of um, emphasize that Tom Selleck's uh, uh, girlfriend was a not exclusive girlfriend. And both of them knew about mm-hmm. it, which I enjoyed because, you know, we're like, we just saw him chasing some blonde down yep. the street, you know, um, he had this super, super hairy legs and his short, short little um, jogging shorts. <laughs> we get some which great, I was quite happy we with. get some great running shots of Tom Selleck mm-hmm. and his delightful legs in this movie. Like there's, yeah. he's, he had some tone going. Uh, honest to God, I would be upset if he did not run, if he had legs like that. And even in present day, did not wear short shorts when he ran. He really should wear them just all the time. He wore them yeah, in Magnum P.I. I mean, there yeah. was like mm-hmm. nuts hanging out of those shorts he was wearing in Magnum P.I. They were real short. He's got to put the mouse back <laughs> in the house. <laughs> but I love that, like, as the the way we find out that they are together for five years but not exclusive is that there is a woman who comes up and hits on him at his birthday party asking mm, if mm-hmm. they are together. Uh, or if they see other people. And she's like, oh, we, we're together. Yeah, but we, we totally both see other people. 
And then he moves on to the next person who's a dude. And he's like, so what's the deal with Rebecca? Are you guys like together? He's like, yeah, we've been together forever. We're, we're totally committed. Like this, the, yeah. just the glorious double standard that, you know, is thrown out here about how, you know, we look at this like, oh, no, I'm not going to put anybody out there for her. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I would have, I mean, I understand they did that just for jokes or or for the laugh, but it's true, you know, Uh, but at least though, she knew that it was not exclusive. And what I really enjoyed was that she took advantage of the fact it was non-exclusive. So I really liked Rebecca. Yeah, I did too. And uh, fun fact, she is the actress who plays Connie in Independence Day. So, you know, another Nerdy Bitches uh, covered movie there. If you haven't heard our six episodes on that. Uh, step by step, take by take, reenactment practically of Independence Day. <laughs> it was some stellar, stellar podcasting that we recorded four times. Yeah, I love at her. At least. <laughs> yeah. She look. I mean, though, I what I like about her is that she has not turned into a plastic version of herself. No. You know, we saw her young and we've seen her age and gracefully she you know obviously she has got good bone structure she does she 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 had a stalker channing look to her in this movie like i was like i i not yeah that's not no that's not like i'd go look it up to double check and make sure but it's a very it's a look you know it's a it's a real specific look and i'm i'm here for it like i love that yeah i'm all over i actually wrote down the line why are these spinster men living together (laughs) yeah because that's 100 percent what if there's again like a golden girl situation but everyone's like oh it's okay for them to all live together because you know their husbands died and except dorothy who's you know she's divorced make sure you whisper it she's divorced and but but again if it were just you know like living single right remember the uh Mm -hmm. yeah queen latifah movie or tv show and all that tv show they all live together but there's always somebody coming around acting like they're all dried up and dusty and spinstery yeah. and i'm like why are these spinster men not looked at in the same way no they're living the swinging bachelor life banging as many people as they can bringing as much venereal disease to the world as possible yeah but okay so at this party we're introduced to the guy's producer or manager or something he's a director a commercial director yeah this is this is um oh i forgot his name jack Jack's direct uh, director, yeah. who was like, "Hey, I'm not calling you about a television commercial. I just need you to take a package for me." He's like, "All right, <laughs> all right." Now, as we all know, when we go to the airport, you should not leave packages unattended, nor should you carry things for other people because it's just a terrible idea. I, honestly, like I think that at this age in the '80s, there was still enough naivety. Naivete. 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 Yes, there we go. Um, that to you know how terrorists work and how terrorists right. work, that maybe that like maybe not everybody's on the up and up you know mm-hmm. um and that i i could get i'd see why they could get away with it maybe it's because when i watched it i was really young and i would have never th- thought anything about it um because you know it was before the see something say something and and you know right well and honestly uh, so, if you know if somebody yeah. if you came up and said hey i've got a package coming would you take it in and hold it till thursday but like yeah sure whatever and just you know toss yeah. it to the side i would normally tell you what it is like yeah. you know what i'm getting a giant dildo <laughs> delivered i don't i'm not gonna be there please don't open it it's, it's, <laughs> so Please, if you could just accept the package and then I'll come and pick it up later. I just don't want it sitting on my doorstep because, you know, you know, something that was like, you know, eight inch cock on the side of it. Eight, eight inch. That seems very light. It does okay. seem light. <laughs> All right. I guess if I were in the dildo shopping, I would probably go bigger than that. I, I would think I would think so. I mean, 
<laughs> it's like, hey, you're going to get a, a 24 inch long package. Um, just accept it. And I'm not going to tell you what's in Don't it. You're just going to have to assume. It's a blow up man. It's fine. Don't ask me. I need it for the HOV lane. It's fine. <laughs> I need a carpool buddy because traffic sucks. So mm-hmm. do not ask why he's naked. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So actually, I was, as if we're going through this, I have realized that the goot. It's basically the Joey Gladstone of this situation. Like, this whole thing just reeks of full house or vice versa. I'm not sure which one came out first. They both came out in 1987. But there are so many, like, parallels with the singing to the baby and all this other stuff that happens, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay. And he's goofy. He's got the little hand puppet for his cartoon that he draws. Yeah. And he's, like, bringing it out for, like, the woman in his room. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you are Joey Gladstone and Mr. Woodchuck right here. Yes. You know, I, I think that that was kind of a theme uh, in the 80s. It was like, oh, you know, these working women don't want to be around their kids. Working or, women are dead uh, moms. Or, or dead moms. And and let's look at the antics that issue when a man tries this role, because God forbid a man changes a diaper. Right. You know, um, which now we know that men are perfectly capable of changing diapers. And doing more. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was yeah. reading a or I tried to start reading a Michael Crichton book because he's one of my favorite authors. I really like his stuff. Always have. And but this one was like I didn't realize when I I just picked it up because it was one I haven't read. And I started reading it. And I was like, when the fuck was this book written? It was written in like 1981 or something. And so it's literally like men bitching about women in the workplace. And I'm like, what are you talking about, you creepy old man? And then I'm like, oh, well, the 80s, like this was really when, like late 70s, early 80s. This is really when you did kind of have that switch over with women moving into these more high powered careers instead of just being homemakers or a teacher, nurse or hairdresser. Yeah. And so it's really like one of my favorite movies from the 80s is uh, Diane Keaton in Baby Boom which I Mm -hmm. freaking love that movie, which is basically this movie, except with just one lady doing all the stuff. Like she has a baby left to her and she's a high power executive and she has to learn how, can you have it all? I don't think so. You know, a man can have it all because his wife is home doing the shit. He's doing the thing, but you're a lady and you got lady parts. So Mm. yeah, I'm, they do show very distinctly though, that it does take three men to do what one woman does. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but not this anyway. woman. So anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Jack is leaving. He's going to Turkey for a shoot. He's going to be on location for we don't really know how long. Time does not play well in this movie. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. They. I think it was supposed to be six weeks that he was supposed to be shooting this movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they just give you ambiguous kind of time frame. So he's gone. And again, he doesn't even tell them that he's got this package coming. He just leaves it on the voicemail in the morning. Like, oh, by the way, there's a package coming. Apparently it's sensitive, so don't tell anybody about it. You're like, all right, whatever. By the way, if I said that, I'd have to tell you what's in it. Yes. I I know. I'd be like, "Um, I'm going to need a little more than that, please. Yes. (laughs) Or it will stay in the vestibule until Thursday. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Please don't let Paul open this package. (laughs) I would pay so much money to see Paul open that package. <laughs> anyway, now I know what I'm getting him for Christmas. <laughs> 24-inch dildo from Adam and Eve. Sponsored by, uh, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> Man, that'd be nice. Sponsored and by you know Cindy's sure, and Adam and Eve right there. I'm sure that they would send it in a nice, discreet package that said something like power tools they, or something on the outside. They would do better than like, – not that I know this by any means from any <laughs> – I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's a white box service. I'm just – Mm. anyway okay uh <laughs> that's research i don't know i uh 
Yeah. So, so uh, what's his name? I'm just going to call him Tom Selleck because I'm not going to remember Peter, Michael, and Jack all the way through. And no one will remember who is who. So Tom Selleck goes out for a jog, as you do in the 80s. Jogging was big. It's before we decided yeah, not before to. That, apparently, though, that area of um, of San Francisco turned into a drug den. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, look at that. Listen. That is an expensive high rise that they are living in, and there is a there's going to be a ton of cocaine in there in the eighties. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that whole place would have been fueled on cocaine. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> everything is. These people got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to work here. Uh, Peter okay. is running everybody's game in town apparently, so he's he's running and he runs up into the thing and does the whole you know reading the newspaper, walks right past and into the front door. He has to come back and do a double take because there's a baby in a Moses basket on the front porch. I know. What was the deal with this? Okay. This baby is adorable. So but cute. they put it in something like from like 18, the 1800s it's, it's called a or Moses the Victorian. basket is the, the type of this little bassinet. And, and it's got frills yep. all over yep, it. I do. And, and I'm like, okay, so you're going to abandon your kid mm-hmm. and you're going to abandon them. In the most impractical uh, I know. I was like, ever. okay, I'm glad this baby can't sit up because she just crawl right out of that thing. She's not secure. But in the or 80s, it's baby like, what seats, are you trying to do? Ba- set her in the river and let her float downstream? Yes, that's what the basket is, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. probably how she got up the elevator. That's how she got to San Francisco. She just yeah. was put in the she bay. She just put in the bay and just floated right with on by the seals. It's fine. That's what you do, apparently. You just drop the baby on the doorstep with a note, a, a single paragraph note. So they're yeah, like, uh, like, and of course he opens the door like three times, like, what the fuck is this? And he calls to the goot who comes out and he's like, what is this? this is a joke. And he's like, I don't know. Is it a joke to you? Cause I'm not laughing. And uh, they read the note. It's like, dear Jack, you're a whore. Here's your baby. Love Sylvia. By the way, her name is Mary. At least they gave it a name. When I read the yes. secret baby dropped on a doorstep romance novels, the baby never has a name until later. And then you come out and find it was something really stupid. Them. Yeah, I and this is what's weird is we find out. You know, I mean, I'm jumping ahead because you know I'll, we'll talk about the antics that ensued in a second. Um, but they, we find out um, that this lady's British, so she got on a plane with the baby, mm-hmm. flew what 13 hours? Actually, no, it was just across the Atlantic from London to no, no, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah long. It's flight. a long ass time. Um, and uh, maybe she went the other way around the world. I don't know. I don't know. She didn't even <laughs> leave a bottle or like a diaper bag. Like that is just irresponsible right there. Like, yeah. like she, she really expected anyone, especially this weird actor she like fucked on a movie scene uh, like a year ago to just have the things to care for your newborn. This is this is a thing. I'm, I'm annoyed yeah, I with mean, Sylvia it, in this whole situation because I, I know better. because sh- yeah, exactly. I mean. That baby should have been showing up with a diaper bag full of shit mm-hmm. and instructions. Yeah. Um, also, but, okay, know. that baby is not a super newborn, right? Like, no, they don't know how old she is. That baby is at least four or five months old. She's not quite sitting yeah. up yet, but she's big. She's not tiny. And she's not, pur- she's not purple anymore. Do you know how much a baby that, that size weighs? They're probably a good 15 to 20 pounds. Possibly, possibly. Maybe not 20 till a year, but you know what I'm saying. Like, not a light. It's like a bowling ball. Carrying a bowling ball through the streets of San Francisco in a Moses basket is highly impractical. Like, yeah. that shit's heavy. She didn't have her in a stroller. She got, like, nothing. She just left. Maybe she strapped it to, like, a construction dolly and just was, like, know. just wheeled her behind her. I, maybe she's in a suitcase. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. I, I know that it was for um, 
you know, because it would look cute and innocent and whatnot. Right. But, you know, it would be, she'd be in a car seat. It's incredibly impractical. Seats. Moses Basket yeah. doesn't leave the house. That's, there. no, no, no. There were no car seats in the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had this, like, weird little L board. Like, think back to Look Who's Talking when she had him in a car seat. It was literally, like, a cardboard L that had one little seatbelt strap that you just, like, tied into the back of the car. Hmm. There was, though, I don't think there was any sort of child safety ratings at that point. Most kids were out of safety seats by the age of two completely back in the day. That didn't change yeah. until, like, Maddie was a baby. So, yeah. anyway, we didn't care well, as much about kids in the 80s. We could make well, more. Well, you can have more. Make more. They're expendable. It's fine. I swear that's the, that's the opinion. I worked at Kmart in the 90s, and I agree that that's the opinion because they would just throw children at the problem. They do. Uh, I, I worked in the and, mall, like, forever. Yeah. And and I was a kid who was dropped at the mall forever. This is this is my theory. So you know how, like, the, we're we're Gen X. You're you're like a zennial, so you're kind of right on the on the cusp in I between the two. A, I am a geriatric millennial. Okay, well, I, I, you think yeah. you're a zennial at this point because I think you're in that that I was Generation Y yeah, for a little bit, for five and then minutes, went away. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. there's this crossover, right? So you've got Gen X, who's right in the middle of the baby boomers and the millennials, and the baby boomer and millennial populations are literally double the size of the Gen X population. And I'm pretty sure the reason is because our parents didn't give a flying fuck what happened to us. They left us on our own. We were all latchkey kids, like kids, yep. like mom and my parents didn't do this. My mom was a stay at home mom, but a lot of, I had tons of friends who were four and five years old, like getting out of preschool off the school bus from kindergarten with a key around their neck, letting themselves in, making themselves a snack, sitting down in front of the TV, doing all the thing until mom and dad get home from work. And sometimes, like, parents go to work when the kids go to sleep, but there's nobody in the house because the kids are asleep, whatever. I'm pretty sure the reason our generation is half the size of the others is because we all ended up on milk cartons. <laughs> and that was the thing. Like, you could very easily end up on a milk carton. They don't yeah. even do yeah. that anymore. Now I don't know what happens to the missing kids. They're like, they send those flyers out in the mail that the male yeah. people hey, don't if, deliver. So If they're white, it's all over the news. Yes. Yeah. You know, if they're... Uh, uh, native or first citizens yeah. or dark people of yeah, color nobody ever hears of yeah, anybody yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so only the blondes a lot uh, of blondes get, on the, the yeah. disappearing things so yeah okay i was almost so, kidnapped twice so really yeah i knew a girl that was kidnapped and she came back i was like, not was, thankfully because my mom was yeah. sharp she's <laughs> on it i had a lady actually twice two ladies tried to pick me up out of a shopping cart and walk off with me while my mom's back was turned but again she's very like she put me on a leash literally i had to have Mm -hmm. one of those wrist leash things because i was i was very cute and blonde and tiny and adorable and so people just wanted to pick me up and walk off with me and another time my friend whose mom worked nights and slept during the day had a housekeeper who spoke no english that watched her and her younger twin brothers during the day uh, while her mom was asleep and we asked her we were five we asked her if we could go for a walk and she's you know I have no idea what she said and she has no idea what we said because there was no English or Spanish spoken in a conversational fashion so we were like cool she didn't say no let's go so we just walked off and went like down the street and back again and on our way back there was a station wagon full of people and I think they were probably like looking at a piece of property or something like they were just standing around in front of this lot and, and they were like, can we give you a ride home? And we were like, no, stranger danger. And like ran. 
but we were like two houses from her house so it wasn't a huge deal we were so proud of ourselves because we like we weren't kidnapped today because this was a big fear quicksand and kidnapping mm-hmm. were huge fears in oh, the yeah. 80s uh, and of course, we're so proud of ourselves, but what do we see coming up the street? But my mom pushing my little brother in a stroller with like steam coming out of her ears because she can see these two five-year-old little blonde girls running down the street. <laughs> she was not as proud of our say no to strangers, don't take their because candy were- and get in their cars than we were. I was, I was upset. We should have, should have got a medal for that or so. I don't know, but thwarted a kidnapping and what are you going to do? Ah, yeah, that was a common, that was a common fear though. Mm -hmm. And, um, but not enough to like stay home with your kids and mm -hmm, do things with mm -hmm. them. No, no, no. I remember I was told when I got home, I had to turn around and lock the door even before I turned off the alarm. Oh yeah. And remember like when you had to, when you answer the phone, you weren't allowed to say mom and dad aren't home. You say they can't come to the phone right now. They're in the shower or something like that. You would make something up. Don't open the door to strangers. I mean, if yeah. you do, just but, don't tell them you're home alone because what could happen? You know what? I th- what is that movie, An Eye for an Eye with Sally Field and Kiefer Sutherland where he like rapes her daughter and kills her or whatever and she goes after him in vengeance style? Um, I've never opened the door to anybody after that movie. <laughs> like, literally what happened? Yeah. She opens the door oh. to a stranger and now she's dead. I'm like, mm, nope. I just ninja roll past. It's, you know, I think I've seen this on the internet before where it was like, you know, I hear that uh, millennials and uh, Zoomers, they don't open the door unless they know somebody's coming over. And, um, and you know, somebody's like, yeah, this is how come you get how you get murdered. Right. You it's don't like, just open the door. This is, this is why y'all keep getting killed, morons. This is where the serial honest killer to God, gets you. If somebody rings our doorbell, it's on next door. Like, who was this asshole mm-hmm. rang my doorbell today? I know. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> we moved into this house It ha- that we have, you know, a wooden front door like everyone does. But it's got like the glass panel with the, yeah. you know, it's like mm-hmm. obscured or whatever. But you can still yeah. see through it. And you can tell someone's yeah, behind Yeah, like it, yeah. the first 10 months we lived in this house, it was just open like a psychopath and people would come to the door and I'd literally be sitting in the living room or standing where they could fully see me and they're like knocking mm-hmm. on the door and I'm like no nope. <laughs> just ignore them completely I like listen I'm a woman at home alone during the day uh no sir I don't know who yeah. you are uh not no. interested in anything you have to do nor do I have to open the door just because you knocked on it and can see me like I think we need to normalize this is a not little bit off. The door. Well, not just that. I think we need to like normalize walking away from conversations we don't want to participate in. Like, mm-hmm. like how they tell you, like, if you're not interested in something on Facebook, just keep scrolling. Like, I want to yeah. do that with face-to-face conversations. So like if somebody comes up and starts talking to me and they're like, oh, we love Trump. And I'm like, no. And I just turn and walk off. That should be normal. Like nobody should then be like offended or like, no, it's a big, I'm just not interested in this conversation. I'm just going to turn and walk away. Like I, don't, I just don't want to participate. And I don't want to have to explain myself to anybody as to why I don't want to have to participate in this conversation. You know? <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, but, I, I really do. I think we should normalize just walking away. Like, I'm not interested. But that, you know, we're going to get into safety issues there. But that has not to do with three minute a baby because we've gone on tangent, but it's a good one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, but, you know, this movie wouldn't have lasted very long because if somebody asked us to g- keep a package for him, yeah, like, okay, no. so two people are coming to the house? Oh, uh, fuck you very much. <laughs> You're like, no, uh, I think you could, I don't know, have it held at the post take office. Take it to a UPS store. Right. Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> the post office will hold your mail, sir, if you're out of town. Like, If it's legitimate, 
You don't need a courier to send right? it. Okay. Yeah. If you're not going to be available for it. Like the courier doesn't even make it upstairs. This place has a doorman. Like how are these people getting in with babies and drugs and all this other shit? They're just yeah, walking speaking right of that, in. Like they had to Spider-Man that baby in there getting past the doorman. Actually, yeah. I bet a lady walking in with a baby in a bassinet. Oh, yeah. He would just yeah. tip the hat and open the door, especially yeah. with her British yeah. accent. Uh, you're clearly going to drop that off at the, uh, one of the bachelor's houses, so here you go. <laughs> right. You. I mean, you walked in with a child. You did not walk out with one, but no red flags yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So anyway, now they've got this baby. And of course, Jack is nowhere to be found. They are bumbling idiots because weaponized incompetence is adorable. It is adorable, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> well, I, th- th- we find out that at the exact same time, that's when they get the package. Yes, there's uh, a pa- the like, legitimate- yeah, the lady from downstairs, whoever she is, no idea. This is Holden. I just like why is she the bellman? I don't know. She's not the doorman. I don't know why she's getting a package for them. But so she comes up. Yeah, it's like she's like what the head of the HOA or something. Like it yeah. just sounded yeah. She was odd. just a little sketchy. She seemed a little Gladys Kravitz to me. Uh, but the, she's like, oh, I love babies. They're like, good, hold her. Like, cause of course Tom Selleck's like, I'm going to go to the store and get her some food. I don't know. What do they eat? Soft things. Like, that's a baby, sir. Drink I know, milk. I, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, even I knew that. I was like, um, I don't think you can get them food to eat. I know. But I was really glad I that. I loved you know, Edna the, at the grocery store. She's the best. That I loved her. She like was like, um, what the hell are you she's doing? Like, that's for toddlers. He's like, what's a toddler? She's like, uh one that toddles like what he's like well that's a he says what's the top selling formula she's like that one he's like oh good because it's the best no because it's the cheapest that's why we sell the most duh people are poor idiot see he doesn't even have a clue he's just a rich guy lives at the top of a building and he's in although just, she didn't need to throw out the unless they're allergic to blo-. i'm like okay most kids aren't not allergic like, to that that's got iron yeah. in it unless they're allergic i'm like i would have been more allergic worried about being allergic Peanuts. to the actual milk that's yeah. a very yeah, common. That's more common. That's very yeah. common. My niece is allergic. We learned that the hard mm-hmm. way when she's. We had one night she stayed at my house, and she ran out of breast milk because my sister was gone for too long. So she ended up. I gave her a formula bottle because that's what they sent. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but babies throw up all the time. You don't even realize well, that's they're the thing. allergic. We didn't yeah. really realize that's what it was until it became more of a like again. She was you know she, well they don't gain weight. Yeah. You know, she, well, like she that. was she was breastfed mostly, so it was any time they would supplement. So it's like you really just start putting two and two that yes they throw up a lot, but this is significantly more. Or now she's got a little rash or whatever it is. So anyway, so but yeah, like there's just all these things. It's just like pampers and whatever. I'm like the, she doesn't have any diapers, so he comes home with all this stuff, and now. The goot has been trying to quiet said baby because n- none of them is just like, well, maybe we should pick her up. It's just a baby in a basket. Yeah. It's not exactly the most comfortable bedding. And there's yeah. a baby who's probably never seen a man before who is now looking at the world's hairiest upper lip and like, what the fuck is wrong with your face? My mom's face it's didn't like, look is- like that. This is what we in, ca- in California say, or in San Francisco say, he's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's something. Uh, <laughs> He's adorable. Three mustache but, rides. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't say that with it. We're talking about a baby. Not for her. <laughs> Him. Jeez, gross. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I, I, so he comes yeah. back. You know, he's gone to three different stores. I guess he talked to a pharmacist because that's who I always talk to, I guess, about my baby purchases. And uh, so he comes home with all this stuff. And he's got different ages of formula and different 
blankets or nipples and don't forget to sterilize the nipples ah nipples and you know so he comes back and she you know the the neighbor lady was like oh i think she made a doodle that's what they say this throughout the whole movie and i'm like jesus stop saying that word gross but so she's the baby has has shat herself as babies are wont to do and now they're like well we need to change her i don't know how to change i don't understand why the neighbor actually offers to change her and like help him but maybe because they didn't have diapers, because Sylvia's a dick and didn't leave a diaper bag, as you would. I know, and it's with the correct size. <sighs> I mean, I mean, I think that they were probably, like, embarrassed, and they didn't want to show how much they didn't know. Right, well, they didn't um, want to be like, hey, this baby showed up on our doorstep five minutes ago, exactly. which I That's, would have said 100% first out. I'd been like, yeah, somebody well, dropped a baby know, here. But you know that the, the baby would have ended up going to like social services, services right. or something um so maybe they were just trying to double check and make sure that because they knew it was jack's baby right. and they're like jack's a man whore so it likely it's is pretty jack's strong baby. possibility and you don't want to be like hey a baby got dropped off we sent it to social services yeah. so i have to say that this movie is interesting because they go to change the diaper when jack comes back he has very clearly bought like adult diapers these diapers are huge you could put oh, them yeah, on a teenager. They are enormous. Nothing a tiny baby would be wearing. Yeah. Like, Edna, help, help a man out with the diapers. He well, clearly looks okay. clueless. All right, Tom Selleck, you're an architect. Right. You know how things like... Spatial visualization. Fit, to, fit, yeah, fit, visualization. To, fit together. And it's like, when you make one that big... Mm -hmm. You need to, you, okay, so you could probably get it to work. I mean, he could probably with some like extra duct tape or something. Yeah. You'd have to cut the baby out of it, but it would still probably. Yeah, but you'd have to, to do work. more than just the Pampers tabs because. Yeah, and and he knows that. He would know that conceptually because he has spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. Apparently not. But he has. It doesn't make for a funny movie, I guess. It does not. So they put the diaper on the baby eventually. And of course they hold her up and it falls off as it would because it's mm -hmm. meant for a 12 year old and uh, and then the baby pees on them it's yeah all sorts of funny because that's what happens i've, I've watched a yeah. lot of babies i've been peed on a lot it happens um yeah but yeah so this yeah. Is just becomes a running montage of them running around with dirty diapers flinging them in trash cans gagging clothespin yeah, on the nose all the things i mean it's a, it's an adorable montage but and they are you know at the, fully showing baby girls parts in this movie i noticed that too. i thought like, that was weird that they anymore. don't do that anymore yeah. like it would have been there and there was no reason to do it yeah so i really feel wasn't. bad for these twins who played this role it's like hey everyone like, has seen your labia yeah good times yep so and so i mean i understand they're probably like oh we don't sexualize it it's like yeah but mm. there are people out there that will well it's not about diverse. sexualizing yeah. it either i mean i mean yes that's you but also it's just why like yeah there's no reason for it we know what's underneath there yeah. if it had uh, been a baby boy my chances are that they wouldn't have shown it that's exactly right mm -hmm. so um but uh you know at that age nipples are fine yeah of course you know, they're well they think but, again uh you know they connie shows up who's or not connie connie from the other movie rebecca rebecca shows up because uh tom Selleck has called her in a huff Please come, please come. Emergency, emergency. So that she's like, what's your emergency? Look. He's like, she's like, that's a baby. They're like, why does everyone keep saying that? It's like, because you should not have one, sir. It's like giving a four-year-old a firearm. It's a terrible idea. This is my favorite part. But yeah. she shows up with a date. Yeah. From Hungary, a cello player. And he just uh, follows her through the apartment. Like, 
Hey. He's like, babies are hard work. He's like, thanks for that, Hans, or whatever his name is. Jurgen. I don't know what his name was. But he, uh, yeah, so he's he just like fully expects that his girlfriend, because she is a woman with a vagina, will come and take over this baby. And good for her because she's like, why would you think that I would know what to do? Yeah, she's like, I don't touch these. I have no idea what this yeah. is. Like that, that would and, be like uh, me calling you and saying, Heather, come watch this baby for me. You'd be like, what's a baby? Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that would not work out well. You're like, send me a um, picture. I gotta go. Like, I can't <laughs> not do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So the um, uh, it's uh that that's what this was one of the parts where i was like well good good for the uh movie for acknowledging that just because she has lady parts she's not going to know how to take care of baby anymore or want than to Thompson. and she's not going to yeah, take on Thompson. that responsibility i actually really like the ladies in this movie doing that mm -hmm. because later on when jack does come back he calls his mommy trying to get her to come and take care of her grandchild and she's like i'm gonna do the kindest thing for you and not help i was so Suck happy it up, with that buttercup too. like because, like, you know, when you first see it, you think she's really excited mm -hmm. and she's going to totally uh, um, she's going to totally just ruin yep. this snort. And she didn't. Mm -mm. So I, lo I love so, that about this. There were the not, I was, I was there was a lot of objectification too. of women starting out, but it really they, they came through. So good job, mm -hmm. Leonard Nimoy, making that apparent. Yeah. Still weird. Yeah. Still weird. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but OK, so. So the, the message that Jack has left them is that somebody is going to be dropping off a package, which they now assume is the baby. Nobody clicks. And, and honestly, uh, Sal Tom Selleck didn't know that there was another package that had been delivered because that happened when the goot yeah, was goot stressed out, not paying attention, just took the package from Mrs. Hathaway and like threw it in the couch or whatever. So Jack has said, somebody's coming on Thursday. Just put the package aside and forget about it. And they're like, well, that's pretty like, blasé attitude about your baby, you asshole. Yeah. And so these guys show up. They're And they're, these guys, they're like, oh, God, I've got a meeting to get to. I hope these people show up to get this baby soon, blah, blah, blah. And so these guys show up, and they are the gooniest-looking henchmen you've ever seen. Yeah, they are clearly not people you would entrust with I a baby not regardless. I friggin' baseball bat to these kids let alone a fucking baby like no i mean no. are we generalizing yes mm -hmm. but they did not seem to be comfortable no uh, they, with it's babies. like shouldn't you know what you're here to pick up that would have been a red flag for me they're like why are why are you handing me this baby well this is the package okay look here's the powdered milk oh powdered milk wink wink they're like yeah powdered milk all right weird at least they had the the eventual breakthrough before the guys were able to leave the building i know but it was i don't white. think they really would have clicked to it that quickly <laughs> no no they'd be like they oh would have been like we running just, out the door to get to their meetings yeah my assumption is that the baby would have been abandoned somewhere and the milk would have just been taken oh, yeah. so like the baby would have been they would have gone downstairs yeah. and been like and the well, they were like, putting yeah. a baby in the trunk like, yeah, I know. It was just ridiculous. So I'm glad that he figured out, oh, my God, here's a package. Mm -hmm. And did he open it up and determine it was full of drugs he at that fell. point? He fell. He had run down the stairs because the elevator was too slow because it was already taking the guys down. So he runs down the stairs and then he trips in the foyer. Like, you can see the guy putting the baby in the trunk as, like, out the door. And he, it falls out. All these little packages of heroin come falling out of this box. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. <gasps> My bad. And uh, good for him for not just giving the guys the drugs. 
I mean, I probably yeah. would have though. I, I, like, I, just I take it. And go. I totally would. So it's like, give me the baby. I'm sorry. Take this and go. I don't know what it is, and I will tell you everything, Mister. But there officer, was a cop about that how... showed up right yeah. at that point as well, and it was a little dodgy because you are the one holding the heroin, which it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> just hold the package for a friend because that one goes over well every time. Well, I know, and we've got a lot of white privilege being like, we would just tell the cops what was going That's on. True. It's true. And, uh, they wouldn't know, shoot us first by they, any they means. They wouldn't shoot yeah. before we asked. That is that is our so, privilege. Yeah. And we we yeah. acknowledge that. Yeah. So it's like, so I would have just been like, hey, cop, I don't know who the fuck that is, but he just came to pick up heroin that was apparently illegally delivered to my house. But Dingo stole my baby, too. Can you give it and, back? And yeah. I, By yes. the way, it's and not I, mine. And I have no proof that she's ever lived here because there's not a single baby paraphernalia in our house, except yeah. for these well, adult I, diapers. I do like that they uh, figured shit out and they were able to. Uh, get you know and the cop good on him was like you got to prove to me whose baby this is because these people putting it in the trunk seemed like legitimate folk as well right and, yeah, and they, they they did they did look wholesome and trustworthy not henchmen-y at all mm-hmm. so i mean at least acknowledging hey this is where i live blah blah blah, blah. we're not but smuggling also he's a like, stolen child immediately the heroin cop shows up like yeah so i think yeah i'm sure they was being tailed yeah they kind of impre- gave that I impression guess. That i was they... just like what that was real sudden <laughs> convenient yeah. it just shows right on uh, that. yeah i I'm, I'm sure that's why they had to use a different location than normal mm-hmm. because they knew the cops were after them and apparently the cops were after the henchmen and not after um the director, the director right uh, that's that was that was the impression that i had by it but I don't know why heroin is worse than the child trafficking that seems mm-hmm. apparent at the moment. Well, it was the um, 80s. They did not care much yeah. about child trafficking. Again, that's that could be it. Because like, carton. like it's like, yeah, he's maybe stealing a baby, but we got heroin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take care of let's take care of the the heroin well, let's, and let's let the talk baby about drive which off. one brings more revenue in because <laughs> which one gets a picture of us in in a newspaper showing all of the heroin? We need we a have. tank for our police force. <laughs> got to finance <laughs> it somehow. Yeah. Uh, anywho. And then he that, automatically uh, knows that this is a quarter of a million dollars worth of heroin. Did you notice? Did you catch on that? Like, how would you know the street value of this heroin, sir? You don't know architecture circles. Um, <laughs> I do. So they're yeah. blowing it up their nose, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, the cop was like, all right, seems legit. This right. is the baby's well, house. Well, this is where you live. There is a Moses basket here, which is clearly, I mean, we, why would you need a crib? You've got a basket. You can keep a baby in. Ugh, the yeah, 80s. I mean, there was no place for the baby to sleep. It was crazy. Um, but anyway, Jack comes back mm-hmm. after all of this. And they're like, blah. see you, sucker. Here's your baby. Yeah. And he's like, good for them. guys, guys, teach me how to do this. They're like, figure it out, motherfucker. Maybe yep. wrap it up next time. Don't. Okay, so the very first night they go out because they're like finally freedom and they go to a club or some shit like that. I can't remember. They go to the um, opera or something. Oh yeah, some, something something toity toity. And um, With the girlfriends. But they, yeah, they keep trying to call <laughs> and see what's up, how how the baby's doing, and they're not answering. So they've decided that the world's gonna end. Well, he's clearly it, fallen, hit his head. The baby has fallen. Now, did they? They had already ransacked the apartment. We missed that uh, part. The bad guys came. Yeah, yeah. The bad guys came and tied up Mrs. Hathaway, who was babysitting for a different event, or they had to go to work or something. And when they got back, the place had been ransacked. They were terrified the baby was going to be gone, but she was just like hidden in the back room. And they're like, yeah. next time we'll take the baby. 
And they're like, ah. So that's when, because when Jack comes home, he comes home in the middle of the night and he fumbles in like a burglar oh, yeah. would. And so Tom Selleck attacks him with a basketball, as you do. Yeah, and, but, the, okay. So that happened, and then they had the sign about, let's take the baby. So, yes, they have a legitimate reason to be concerned. But they didn't so even why tell him, like, by the way, That's these exactly people are coming. Right. I would have called the narcotics cop at that point, I think. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, this is when you're I like, bet. hey, guys, they're probably coming back. Maybe we could help you set up a sting. Like, it doesn't even occur to them to do this until three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. But again, they're just like, we're going out. Bye. And then, but then they don't say maybe the guys came back. They're just like, maybe he slipped and fell and hit his head. <gasps> we should go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, by the Which, way, by the way, that is 100% how brand new parents act about everything. I, I know. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the shower with the baby, is that safe? I, I don't know. It happens I'm not a, a parent. lot. People do it a lot I mean, because it, it's just easier. That, I mean, I my dad used to do it with our dogs. He'd be like, "Come on in," and then he would, you know. I know a lot of people that shower with their baby like that, but okay. uh, I think you so, would want do, to do be smart and on the, you know take the take you know put some adhesive stickies on your shower floor or something just for or, or just get like an old person uh, chair in the in the. Well, shower. my guess is because he's an architect, he has somehow made this a non-slippery surface when he built this house. Yeah. But this is adorable. Yeah, it's very the cute. The thing where he where he's like, "Oh, shower with the baby. It's so cute." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, how do you like wash your hand hair?" You don't. You're the, not there the, to shower yeah. you. You're there to shower uh, off the kid. Okay, so okay. That's that's I, what's I happening. See. Usually the child is covered in stuff. And mm -hmm. you're just kind of you just rub them up and slipper them. Slipper them. Yeah. It's they're slippery little things, but you just got to hold on. Um, okay, so it was not being efficient in any way. No, okay, no, no. Bathtub. It sink, sounds like the totally opposite easy. of efficient. Yeah, this uh, is what uh, men do. Well, he couldn't get okay. her to stop crying. Was a problem. I don't uh, even think she was dirty. I think she just wouldn't stop crying. So he probably just yeah. was like, "One more thing, you'll try anything when the baby won't stop crying." I have yeah. a lot of nieces. Maybe, and maybe he saw his mom do that or something like when they had colic or something. Who knows? You know. But so they're like, he's like, "Why well, was in the shower? I didn't hear the phone." Because they were freaking out. They're like, "Why didn't you answer? Why didn't you answer?" He's like, "So the next day they have a phone installed in the shower." Yeah, which is cute. <laughs> I like the guys. Like, get a lot of calls in here. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yes, we do. I, you know, I remember when, like, in the eighties or nineties, when I went to like a hotel and there was a. Uh, a phone in the bathroom mm -hmm. like right at so the toilet fancy. i was like mm -hmm. that is fancy and efficient it is right there. i was like that is safety first yo right there yeah but they, dirty they, could they, you even imagine Ugh. i'd never i would never touch that no. to, uh you know at least as an adult now no, as an as adult no but as a kid yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna make a phone call from this phone like guess what i'm doing uh, <laughs> i'm in the bathroom there's a phone in here coolest thing ever <laughs> yep okay yeah so I, at this point, uh, you know, we saw that Jack tried to pawn off the baby on his mom, mm -hmm. but they start to realize that this is like a real chick magnet. And then they have a cute little montage of them taking the baby to the park and stuff. And you can tell they're falling in love with the baby. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that ship sailed when they thought she had been kidnapped because I mean, yeah, Tom yeah, Selleck well, is like literally having a panic attack. And it's like, it's OK. It's yeah. OK, baby. You're OK. You're OK. I got you. You're OK. You're OK. And it was so, that was like heart melting right there. Very cute. It was so cute. Um, but, you know, Jack didn't have that bond. I, I bet Jack picked it up really quick. You know, I think he did. That was the thing. Like, it, you know, we don't get a bumbling montage as much with him. He's just like, how do mm -hmm. I do this? Or like, figure it out. And like two minutes later, he's figured it out. Not that he's great at it. And not that any of them like, you know, but he he just they at least if he has the growing pains, the other two have, they don't show it because it's not as entertaining because we've already seen it. We're not. Eh. Yeah. 
Okay. So let's talk about the sting. Oh, yeah. So the guys have left a newspaper clipping in their mailbox that shows that the movie director who originally ordered the drugs has been, quote, mugged, hospitalized after being mugged. So very clearly a message. We're coming for you. Blah, blah, blah. Give us the thing or we'll, you know, we'll beat mm-hmm. you up and put you in the hospital, too. They didn't act like they were going to kill them, you know, but. But they'd already threatened uh, to take the baby once. They did threaten to take the baby. So so let's take the baby on a sting operation with us. Like, why would anybody think that the baby would come with I them? think that's when you would say, hey, Grandma, would you mind babysitting your granddaughter for the evening? I have to go find some bad guys with drugs. Yeah. Probably not a baby safe activity. Yeah, because I bet the grandma would probably take it. Or, you know, the, the lady downstairs, the head of the HOA, you know. She could have want somebody. I mean, honestly, that baby been on a doorstep for God knows how long. She probably could have stayed home for an hour. We did in the 80s. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mom would run to the store. I don't Probably. I have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, so they go on this thing. But, again, they're being tailed. The the uh, Peter and Michael are being tailed by undercover police officers pretty much from the moment that the narc cop comes to their house uh, you know, yeah. and, and tells them all this stuff. So they're being followed all the time, which I guess means they're not following Heckle and Jekyll anymore because they're like, well, you got the drugs, yeah. clearly. And uh, so he just said, uh, they have to they have to get yeah. away from those guys. So, yeah, uh, I've like, so the- I kind of think those are the guys you want to follow you. But they have the celebrity. They want to get it on video. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They want to get it on video that they are not involved in the situation, which is actually pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem it does seem pretty smart, and you know it's at a time where people their video cameras are not everywhere like they are no, now. No, they're and these s- massive camcorders the size of a boombox. Yeah, so Tom Selleck arranges to have a meet at one of his uh, in construction buildings, mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to everybody else, uh, uh, Ted Danson has decided that you that a man can't be going around with a with a baby, so he dresses up like a woman. Well, no, that was to get away from the the cops. That was yeah, because yeah, they were watching. Yeah. Uh, they would have followed him. He was trying because he needed to get away to call the narc cop. Again, I don't know why they just didn't set that up ahead of time, but whatever. And yeah, and to um and to get to the other side of the building so nobody would have saw that he got into to screw with the um elevator. Right, exactly. So he's got a disguise on, but the baby makes a doodle, and he has to change a diaper, so he's not where he's supposed to be at that time. Yeah. So they get the you know guys, what? yeah, they lure the guys up to like the 20th floor of this building. They've got the goot hiding in a fake air conditioning duct that's sitting in yeah. the middle of the floor for no reason. Yeah, there's no reason for it no to be there. No reason it's at clear. all. Yeah. And, uh, so. you know, he's he's talking to him. He's like, hey, guys, this this was an act, you know, it got sent to our place. We didn't know anything about it. We're we're not amateurs. They're like, oh, yeah, we knew that from the second we saw you try to give us a baby. Bumbling. <laughs> They're like, right, we're not involved. We're not even amateurs. We are just innocent bystanders. He's like, yeah, you totally are. Just give us the stuff. He's like, okay, it's in the elevator. And then the goot trips in his hiding hole. Yeah, or sneeze. He started with a sneeze, sneezed, I think. sneezed and fell off balance. I don't know. So he literally falls over, and there's like a duct and- around him. His feet are like kicking out the bottom. They're like, son of a bitch. And so then they waylay them with a classic pull this lever and a bunch of pipes fall on people. Because I'm pretty oh, sure the that's way, in every dead. construction site. Oh, those, those had to have been, uh, even if they were PVC mm-hmm. pipes it would, at that it would be size. A lot. Yeah. It would be a little bit more to uh, handle. So it was definitely cardboard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe PVC, but it was not the type of pipe that should be on that side. No, no. It made no sense to be on the 20th <laughs> floor of anything. It's like, why? No. And and if something like that fell on him, it would you know, it'd be aluminum or something. It would hurt. Um, it would still hurt. I mean, aluminum probably wouldn't hurt. It probably, it would dent though. I mean, right. it's going to be like duct yeah, work, right? It's, and it, yeah. it slows them down enough to where they can get up to the elevator and run. Now, see, the whole point is that Jack is supposed to be down at the control panel cutting the power to the elevator that the bad guys are in with the drugs. Yeah. But it, he's uh, not there because he had to stop and change the baby's diaper like a good responsible father should. And then apparently nothing's labeled. So he shuts down the wrong elevator. He shuts down the one that his roommates are in instead. Now the bad guys are chasing him and they're screaming like, Hey, because they're like, we're just going to wait for you at the bottom. We're like, Oh shit. We did not plan this part out. Well, and so they're like trying to tell him, like, they're coming, they're coming, shut the one off, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. So he finally does, gets the right one, right as the cops come, because he had snuck off and called the officer to, you know, get them to come for this sting. And they're like, we got a videotape, here you go, here's the proof, wasn't us. No questions asked. They just get to go home, have another trip to the park, it's fine. Yeah, so I mean... So that was, you know, I love the 80s movies. You just tie it in a tidy little bow. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no cartel coming after nah, you. None of that shit. Nah, totally it's just, easy. These were uh, just these henchmen were the and, the whole ring. And the cops took care of them. Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, no, no problems there. No lingering issues nope. that will be caused as a result of this. Nope, not at all. Uh, now we just have life with baby and the guys trade off taking her to work and she gets to go to the construction site, which is totally OSHA approved. But she has a helmet. She, had she a hard, has had, a hard yes, hat. It, it's adorable. A tiny baby hard hat. It's pink, so you know she's a girl. Very important. And yeah. then I, I also liked that when he was acting on stage, yeah. he had, a, <laughs> he had her in the in papoose a backpack. thing on the back, the little carrier, yeah. baby carrier on the back. All the things, you know. Goot takes her to, or he's I don't know what he does with her. He does something with her. Yeah. But they, you know, they all take turns. They're doing another montage. There's a lot of montage happening in this movie for sure. It's a great. I love montages. Mm -hmm. they're, so. they're so much quicker than random exposition. That's it's like the epitome of show don't tell. I love it. I do too. But yeah. So now we've got a day where somebody there's a knock on the door and we're like, oh, you forgot your thing or whatever, and it's a lady, just a random lady. They're yeah. like, hi, who are you here for? <laughs> like. We, we do have a revolving door. Who are you? And it's Nancy Travis is the actress it, mm -hmm. who I really like in a lot of shows. She's most recently been like Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. I really like her. She's very funny. Mm -hmm. She is doing the worst British accent I have ever heard. It's it's terrible. It like comes and goes. It's it's just it's not good. Like you couldn't find yeah. an actual British person, but it was the 80s and we did weird things. We as we saw in Short Circuit as well. But here's so, the yeah. thing. Sylvia literally shows back up and says, hi, I'm Mary's mother and I'm here to take her home. And they're just like, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, like, no questions. <laughs> I'm like, no. Sylvia could have that baby over my cold, dead body. I don't care if I wanted a kid or not. I don't care if I like kids or not. I would never just hand over a baby to someone who left it on a fucking doorstep. You are a menace. Exactly. I know. So like. Uh, they could have gone into, you know, her getting postpartum mm -hmm. or something that caused all of this. She doesn't even don't. really give an explanation. She's just no, like, no, not one. I'm here for I her. Just, I'm, I'm ready to take her back now. And they're like, okay, we're men. We clearly like, should just hand her over. Like, like the whole thing was a fucking prank or something. And it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And, and so he's like, okay, all right. And then, and well, uh, then she's Tom like, Selleck I'm going to take her back 
to London where you yeah. can't see her because I have to work and I can't leave her alone while I'm working. Well, you left her alone for six weeks. So yeah. What you been doing? I worked. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Peter and Michael were like, um, yeah, how could he do this? And mm-hmm. they're talking to each other going like, why is, why is Ted dancing just giving right. baby back and no questions. And they're like, like, like their life had not changed. Mm-hmm. So, so, and they do, they just give it to her and she goes off. But then they're sad. And they keep of finding little sad. baby things laying around the apartment because they are terrible, inefficient packers because they're men. And then they get sad. and But then the guys are mad. They're, like, upset with him. And he's like, well, yeah. we shouldn't have a baby anyway, guys like us. He's like, whatever you say. And they're like, but, you know, it, we're better off, right? They're like, sure, fine, motherfucker. Like, they're pissed. They're pissed. They're not even talking to him barely. And then he's like, why do I feel so bad? They're like, what? What, what did you say? Why do we feel so bad? It hurts right here. And they're like, maybe it's something you ate. Maybe it's the wine. Maybe you're just yeah. so passive aggressive, the whole thing. And then he's like, I miss Mary. They're like, then let's go get her. <laughs> let's go. And so then we get the classic running to the airport to stop a plane. Yep. Because 80s and white privilege again, right here. You just run oh, right yeah. on up. They went through a metal detector. The guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Take your keys out of your pocket. One at a time. It was like a metal detector yeah. made of cardboard. It's fine. Yeah. But, well, but yeah, pre, pre-9-11, oh, yeah. you They're, can go up to the gate. All the way to the gate. The Hari mm-hmm. Krishnas would be there. The whole thing. We used to take my dad to the airport. And that was that was a fun thing. You got to go and stand in the window and watch the planes take off and shit. Can't do that now. Yeah. But yeah so they just run on through. And the plane is taxiing. We are too late. Sadness. So then they dejectedly go home and they find Sylvia and the baby in the vestibule at the house. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. he was like, hey, Sylvia, can you make a fucking decision? I know. Or get here five (laughs) minutes earlier. We wouldn't have had to leave the apartment and make the mad dash to the airport and spend $75 on taxis. It's fine. (laughs) So she's, you know, she's just sitting there. She's like, I I can't do it. I can't go home, but I can't work and I can't take care of her. And I'm fucking tired. And we're like, you didn't even have her. What do you, you've had this baby for six hours. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally had her for six hours. And she still doesn't have a stroller, so I don't even know what she's doing. She's like just running around yeah. with a forty-pound baby. Just yeah, they're like, oh, okay, so you know what? I have a great idea. The world's worst mom needs to live with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, listen, you know what? That probably is the best idea, though, for Mary. Like, just <laughs> we got yeah, four... it's the best idea for Mary. But like, you put you're putting somebody that clearly has emotional. She has an and, issue. Well, uh, we didn't even know postpartum existed in the 80s. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, she's I agree. Just but like, clearly, a, she having a mother's meltdown. Just give her yeah, some so heroin. She abandons She'll baby, be fine. then opposite abandons baby, and then uh, kind of abandons baby. Here's, to here's your cough syrup full of heroin. Enjoy your day off. But yeah. again, for Mary's sake, it's probably better to have four inept adults than just one. So, yeah, that's a good They're point. They're getting a little bit better, I guess. But, but so then we're over and we have our classic 80s jaunty music at the end of a movie for no real reason. I just love it. Like, you know, you can't walk out of an 80s movie going, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, nobody thought that. <laughs> No, you just go, oh, that nipped it all in the bud. That was that very was nice. Perfect. Tied up all those loose ends. But oh, they did good. manage to like make a comeback with a sequel on this with Three Men and a Little Lady, which I have not seen since probably the early 90s. I, have, I haven't seen it either. I was going to watch it again, but I didn't want it to like cloud what I was yeah, thinking Yeah, I've about. got it on my wish list or, to, or my watch list to watch again or after this, yeah. but I wanted to, mm-hmm. I always want to get through this before I figure it out. Yeah. So. 
All right. So that so was that... episode three of Goot Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Good Timber. It's still Good Timber. It's Goot Vember. Goot Vember. Whatever. I think okay. we're just in Goot Winter. Uh, Goot Gunter. <laughs> what is it, Gunter? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, what is the next movie we're going to watch for Goot? <laughs> for the goot fest <laughs> yes so the next movie that we're doing i actually picked uh it takes two which is the one with him and kersey alley and the olsen twins and it's kind of a parent trap ish situation and oh yeah the reason i picked yeah. this one actually i probably would have picked something like zeus and roxanne with kathleen quinlan that i really really love and but i already did it with Stephen izzy so i didn't want to do it mm. again well, yep. I did want to do it again, but I thought it might be repetitive to do it again, so it's fine. But it takes two, and we'll talk about it more next week, but this is the reason where I first in this movie kind of went, hey, he's kind of attractive. So that's that's where it okay. all starts. So that's why we're including that one. So next, we'll call it week, whatever that is, <laughs> we will be watching that one. So make sure you check it out. Uh, this movie, if you want to watch it, is available streaming on Disney Plus, and all the other movies that we have watched for Goot Timber are on HBO Max if you have access to that. So yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So that's it for this week. Do we have an internet quote at all? We do. Um, this is from Twitter mm -hmm. at Eden underscore Eats. Okay, password must contain a symbol, a number, an emotional arc, a centralized theme, a strong male lead struggling with inner demons, and a strong female character. <laughs> <laughs> Love I it. don't know. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> that feels like more than two hundred and eighty characters. But. I, yeah, it was it, I? She, she managed. Yeah. So I'm excited because yeah. Paul told me today that uh, there is a new season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum available on um, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. I love that season, the first season so much. We should like really just do an episode on this because it's fantastic. What was but, it that we said we wanted to? Who we wanted to pair him up with to do a a, a travel show? Oh. Uh, we talked about we this. We did. I don't remember. And I forgot who it was, and it was going to be awesome. If y'all remember, Goot? tell us. Was it Goot? I think it might have been. It might have been the Goot. I'd watch right. I'd watch it, for sure. I'd watch or it, Or maybe too. him yep. and Richard Ayuadi, because he has his own uh, yeah. travel show. Maybe just watching yeah. the two of them together be awkward in different spaces would be fun. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So Anyway. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. We will see you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. You know what? I'm getting a giant dildo <laughs> delivered. I don't, I'm not going to be there. Please don't open it. <laughs>